We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to Lakers Nation Live. I am Trevor Lane. You can find me over on X at Trevor underscore Lane on Instagram and threads at Trevor Lane NBA. Uh, tough loss to the Denver Nuggets. The Lakers drop this game uh, after a tough deadline day. So we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. The Nuggets, just the excellence of execution, continue to play great basketball down the stretch, pick the Lakers apart. The Lakers tied it late. And then the Nuggets responded with a quick 10-0 run. They just are so efficient in their execution in close games. It's almost like you need it like a 5, 6, 7, maybe even 10-point lead late in games against them because you know they're going to pick you apart down the stretch. And that's exactly what Denver did to the Lakers tonight. Frustrating one, uh, you know, frustrating day. I'm exhausted. I'll admit I'm exhausted at this point after covering the trade deadline all day and then Kobe's uh, statue unveiling. That was obviously an incredible, uh, the highlight of the day for sure. And now this game, it has been a long day, Lakers fans. It's been a, a long, long day and we've got plenty to talk about still. So let's start diving into it, taking a quick peek at the stat sheet. Again, rough. You What you needed in this game was you needed Denver not to shoot lights out from three. They shot 44% from deep. You got 27 out of Michael Porter, 24 out of Jokic, 29 out of Jamal Murray. Uh, unfortunately, Porter was on a heater in this game. Otherwise, you, you maybe win this one. But Anthony Davis, 32-9 and nine with four blocks. He was great. LeBron, 25-9-7. and seven. Austin Reeves chipped in. Not an efficient shooting night, but 10 assists, 15 points. No D'Angelo Russell for the Lakers tonight. Um, with the, some knee soreness that he's dealing with. We'll see if he's a go tomorrow night against New Orleans. That's right. Lakers have to play back-to-back. -to -back. Tomorrow, play the New Orleans Pelicans. And Max Christie got hurt in this game, turned his ankle. So as of right now, think about this going into this game. Jamal Murray is a big threat, right, on Denver, a guy that you really need to defend. Your top defensive players against Jamal Murray would be in some order. Heading into the season, you would say, okay, well, it's it's Gabe Vincent, it's Max Christie, it's Cam Reddish, it's Jared Vanderbilt. Whatever order you want to put those guys in, those are your top four options to defend a player like a, a Jamal Murray. All are hurt. All of them are hurt right now. The Lakers are missing all of those guys, plus D'Angelo Russell. That's tough. <laughs> They're in a very tough spot here uh, with these injuries, so we'll see who can go tomorrow night against the Pelicans. Uh, we do need to talk about the buyout market as well. Spencer Dinwiddie, potentially a, a target here for the Lakers. 
We'll talk a bit about that. But let me get into some of your questions and comments. Again, welcome in, guys. It's been a tough, tough day. Andrew Lee said, heartbreak can't come out of this game. Too, ma uh, too mad Lakers fought and did what they could with a limited roster against the champs. AD has been phenomenal this season. Uh, Reeves is going to get blamed, but he was solid. Reeves was solid, but this is a game where you needed him to step up, right? To elevate. Um, I used to say it all the time last season that, especially late in the season, you needed two of Austin Reeves, Dennis Schroeder, and D'Angelo Russell to have good games. That, that's what you needed in the Lakers backcourt rotation. You needed two of those guys to get going. As long as you had two of them going, you were okay. In this game, there's no Gabe Vincent. Max Christie gets hurt. D'Lo's out. So it's really just Austin, right, that, that's going to be providing points out of your backcourt. You needed him to have not just a okay game, right, or a solid game. You needed him to have a good game. And you just didn't get that out of him. The shooting was just not efficient enough from Austin in this one. Again, it's not that he played poorly. It's that in this situation, with how many players are missing against a good, a very good Denver team, the defending champs, you needed him to have a, a above average game. And you just you didn't get that out of him tonight. Uh Aqua said, so another punted season. This team has talent, but they're not good enough. Denver's on another level. Yeah, I think it, you know, there were moments where it just felt like like Denver was Denver was scoring much easier than the Lakers were scoring, right? I think that's fair to say. Denver, when they needed a bucket, they would just execute, boom, pass, pass, cut, 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 and bucket, right? It's like they knew exactly where they needed to get to, exactly where the shot was going to come from. And the Lakers, it's fight and fight. And Jackson Hayes, by the way, Jackson Hayes was fantastic in this game, but Jackson Hayes has got to come flying in and make some, some crazy save. And then maybe you get a big energy bucket and then Denver comes back, cut, cut, pass, pass, screen and score. Like they just execute on a different level than the Lakers do right now. And again, this is, this is the Lakers throwing together lineups with what's left out there of their team right now because so many guys are missing due to injury again. It feels like it's been all season. But that said, even if everybody was healthy, the Nuggets are still executing on another level. Um, did they really punt the season? I don't, I mean, that's something we can talk about. There's been a few things that I, I've discussed with the trade deadline. Look, I don't know that I, I've heard every single trade that the Lakers were potentially involved in. I'm sure there were some talks that that I was not aware of that I was not privy to. I'm, I'm positive that there were, but everything that I've heard was nothing that anybody would like trades that we would be upset if they had done. Like teams were asking a lot from the Lakers. We're talking about asking for that 2029 first because teams felt like they could pressure the Lakers into, into giving that up. Um, There wasn't, there really wasn't much again, from what I heard, maybe there were some other things that I, I'm not aware of. That's certainly possible. But from what I heard, there really wasn't much out there for the Lakers to do at the trade deadline um, that made sense. That would have left you that there wasn't anything, anything, anything close to like last year when you went, whoa, they got D'Lo, they got, they got Jared Vanderbilt. They got, you know, there wasn't anything like that. It would, it would have been more like the Lakers did what? Why? It, yeah. It's not a good trade deadline. And again, you know, Rob Palenka talked about that uh, in his press conference that, you know, you can't force a, a trade to happen. And he's right to a degree, but I think fans still have plenty of reason to be frustrated, 
I mean, we are seeing other teams around the league. You look at what New York did today. You look at what Dallas did today. It's fair to be frustrated that that wasn't your team that got that done. Fair to be frustrated there. Dante DiVincenzo's goofy haircut haircut said, doubling off of Michael Porter Jr. as a scheme is a fireable offense. Yeah, can't do that. Can't do that. Can't double off of shooters. The Lakers just, look, I talk about this a lot, but the best teams in the NBA, they punish you for your choices, right? When you make a mistake, they recognize it and they punish you for it. Some teams will recognize the mistake, but they can't punish, punish you for it. They'll see you make a defensive mistake, but they don't follow through and score on you for it. Other teams that are the, like the worst teams in the league, they don't even see the mistake, right? They don't even see the mistake that you make. Denver not only recognizes the mistake, they execute very quickly and know exactly how to punish you for it. And so that's that, that's a tough thing about playing them. Uh, Cruzen said, the Lakers sucking, I can process. What's harder is their tickets being triple the, the cost of LA's uh, prime team embarrassing loss on this day of all. I mean, that's what the market bears, right? If, if people are willing to pay that, then that's what they're going to charge. That's what that's what the cost is going to be. But yes, it, it's not ideal when you have to pay a lot to go to a game and the team's not good. Now in this game, I thought they fought. I thought they did, you know, what they could. You had this kind of hodgepodge lineup that was thrown out there because of all these different things that are going on. But you know, we thought the Lakers might be really shorthanded in this game because of all the trades they were going to be in. It turns out they're really shorthanded for a much worse reason because everybody's hurt. Uh, why can't this team ever beat the Nuggets? Super annoying. Uh, again, they don't execute efficiently enough down the stretch, and the Nuggets do. The Nuggets execute efficiently down the stretch of games. And so if it's close, you know it. you have to find a way to get stops against them against Denver because you know the Lakers offense isn't going to execute at the same level it's just not um and so that's it I get it it's frustrating they keep losing to Denver but that's what's going to happen when the Lakers are and that's part of it is you've got guys out there that aren't used to playing together that haven't had a lot of minutes Denver's got a bunch of guys even with KCP out for this game they've got a lot of guys that have played together know exactly what to do know exactly where to go where they're going to find their shots and it shows and it shows uh, Cliff said, this really made doing nothing at the deadline sting. Yeah, I mean, again, there wasn't really a lot to do at the deadline as far as what I what I know from what I've heard, but you wanted to see them do something, right? Like, it's frustrating to see the deadline go by and all of these trades are happening and they're still not doing anything. And especially, like, Chris Haynes had, like, an hour before the deadline, maybe a little bit more, that the Lakers were not going to do anything. Um, not, not ideal, not ideal, not an ideal deadline day. And now I think this puts a lot of pressure on the Lakers this summer because now it's, well, we didn't do anything, but we've got three picks that we can trade this summer. One of them's a 2029, one of them's a 2031. The year's 2024 right now. We're talking about 2031 pick, but, um, this puts a lot of pressure on the Lakers to do something this summer to do something big this summer. Remember, LeBron has a player option this summer. D'Lo is a player option this summer. And I guarantee you, they're going to have a sense of what is out there for them and what is not by the time LeBron has to decide on that player option. So, oh boy, going to be some tense times in uh, in June and the beginning of July. Wicked Bronco. Um, 
Wicked Bronco said, all of the all in all, this loss hurts like hell, but the fact that we almost beat the defending champs without D'Lo and our entire bench rotation tells me this team has capabilities of winning a title at their very best, Mamba forever. I love the optimism. I love the optimism for sure. I think Denver executes on a different level. Even when the Lakers were healthy, when you see a team like Denver execute the way they did, I still feel like that's on a different level than what the Lakers were, even when they've got everybody. But yes, it didn't help that the Lakers were missing. I mean, certainly the offense was hurt by missing D'Angelo Russell in this game. But I can't get to the point where I say this team is a, is a title contender as is. But I do love the optimism. And I hope, look, the, for the Lakers now, it's can we get into the postseason, have a healthy LeBron and AD, see if we can find that magic that we had in the in-season tournament, and then surprise some people. That's now the, the question. That's now the question for them. Can they get something like that done? All right, let's see what else we've got here. Um, Jedi, Chris with a super chat. Whoa, mama mentality. The $100 super chat. Thank you. Um, all right, let's see. He said, I want to tell you why I chose my name as Mamba Mentality. First, it was to encourage my bro to start a channel. Second, homage to Kobe. Third, to remind everyone to have Mamba Mentality even when the tough gets going. I don't own Mamba Mentality. I encourage anyone who wants to use it to do so. Um, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Strong message there. Strong matches, message. And Mamba mentality. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about what that is, what that means. And I think to everybody, it can mean whatever you want, right? It can mean your, your own thing. Um, but Mamba mentality, to remind everybody to have Mamba mentality when the tough gets going. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is certainly a tough time for the Lakers, right? We're not... People are frustrated today. People are worn out. People people are frazzled. It's been a long day. 
as far as what Mamba mentality is to me, what it means to me, what Kobe really personified and exemplified, it was the constant internal struggle to better oneself. In my mind, Kobe was never playing against the opponent. I mean, yes, maybe he's playing against the Celtics or he's playing against whatever. Sometimes he was fighting against the, the limitations of the human body and injuries and things like that. But what he was fighting against was complacency, right? Mamba mentality is constantly striving to be the best version of yourself and to improve yourself every single day, to continue to work, to be, get better and better and better to maximize your capabilities. And that's what I think to me, Kobe did probably better than any athlete I've ever seen. We've heard all about the the insane work ethic. We've heard all about the the relentless energy that he had. But Kobe had this desire to get better day in, day out. And it's easy to forget that. It's easy to let days slide, to let time pass and not do that. It's difficult to focus like that every single day on getting better and better and better to be the best version of yourself that you can. And so that's what I take from Mama mentality is to constantly fight that battle against yourself and try to improve and be the best version of yourself every single day. And that those incremental improvements will add up to a lot over time. You look at Kobe, was he the fastest player? No. Was he the strongest player? No. Was he a hell of an athlete? Yes, no question. But he's not the fastest. He's not the strongest. He wasn't the best shooter. He was not the best ball handler. But he worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. And he got to a point where he was so good at so many different things. He's unstoppable. That's what Kobe was. That's what Mamba mentality was. Constantly working to become the best version of yourself. Like people talk all the time. People talk all the time about, well, Shaq. What if Shaq had Kobe's mindset? What if Shaq put everything into it? Could Shaq have gotten to, is there another level Shaq could have got to? Kobe got all the basketball talent out of his body that he could. I think that's what we saw in him. He got all the basketball talent out of him as he could. And that final game, that 60-point final performance, I think he gave the last of the basketball he had in him to the LA fans there. So again, I appreciate this message for sure. I appreciate this message, but um, that's mob mentality to me. It's constantly striving to be better and better and better. All right. Jason said, it's no better than a bad trade if you lose Braun or D'Lo for summer, this summer for nothing. Westbrook trade ended LeBron and AD's title aspirations. Probably it's sad. So I've said for a while that um, that no trade is better than a bad trade. Now, if not making a move somehow costs you LeBron, now, again, if you're Rob Blinken, you say, hey, LeBron, this is what we had on the table. It wasn't anything that was going to really put us over the top. I, I would have to imagine LeBron would probably be understanding of that. Now, if there was a move that LeBron said, well, you should have done that, okay, maybe maybe then they've got a problem. But that's now the risk for the Lakers. Does LeBron go somewhere else this summer? 
What does D'Angelo Russell do this summer? Does he opt out of his player option and then you have to pay him to keep him or you lose him for nothing? Now, I mean, you could do a sign and trade. How many teams are going to be after D'Angelo Russell? That's another question. These are all things that we're going to be talking about for the next, what, four months here as we get closer and closer to that offseason. That's the danger now. Is LeBron upset? Is LeBron upset enough to leave? And we'll see. I think a lot of it's going to depend on what happens the rest of the season. How does the rest of this play out? Do the Lakers make a deep run in the playoffs? Do they miss out on the playoffs? Do they get bounced in the first round? Do they get bounced in the plan? What happens? That's all going to matter. That's all going to matter. Uh, Wicked Bronco said, the Nuggets are the most annoying team in the NBA. This game was just like the Western Conference Finals all over again. Back and forth all game. We get close. The Nuggets get all the loose balls and hit every single shot. Yeah, there were a lot of those moments. There were a lot of those moments, right, where the ball bounces, bounces, bounces off of somebody, and then it lands in like Jamal Murray's hands and he hits a three. That happened. That did happen a lot. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch, especially on a frustrating day. Uh, it's Fiddle said, Master Lock, our team, for not trusting the best defensive player in the world and leaving three-point shooters wide open. Talking about Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, it's it's frustrating because we've seen it all season. Overhelping into the paint, leaving shooters. Now, there were some times where the Nuggets actually ran little screens off ball that helped free up Michael Porter Jr. There were other times, though, where, yeah, the Lakers just, they overhelped again. And it was a problem. Lack of execution kills them late against Denver every time. Yep. And, and it happened again. Happened again. Jedi Chris, was it me or was LeBron's body language off? I, I'm not like a body language expert. I didn't really notice LeBron's body language being off, but I wasn't necessarily looking for it either. So it's possible, but I, I can't say, oh yeah, it didn't stand out to me that he seemed down or, or whatever. Uh, simply not good enough. Rui just doesn't work on this team. Poor backcourt play half the time. Braun and 80s perimeter games not good enough against the elite teams. We found out tonight uh, we should have got DeJounte Murray need his game. From what I understand, and I believe Jovan talked about this, like it wasn't like Reeves for Murray straight up. And it wasn't Reeves for Murray and stuff. Like the Hawks wanted Reeves, picks, uh, swaps, like all kinds of stuff in order to do a deal for DeJounte Murray. The Hawks kind of got a little crazy with it. So again, it's you're talking about a lot in order to in order to get him. Um probably a thing that you would not have been been pleased with. By the way, I do expect the DeJounte Murray stuff, it's gonna come up again this summer. This happens, by the way. This is something that happens around the NBA where Deals that don't get done at the trade deadline sometimes happen over the summer. Now, Atlanta is hoping, well, the Lakers will have more picks to move. Then we really want two firsts. Maybe we'll get two firsts in the summer when the Lakers have more firsts. And other teams do too. Um, sometimes it doesn't work out. Atlanta knows that. Happened with John Collins, right? Look what happened with Boyan, with the Pistons. Could have got, what, a first plus for him last year? Didn't get that, that, get that this year. Now, those are older players on... Uh, on deals that started to drop off. John Collins was younger, but still the Hawks just kept waiting and waiting and waiting on moving John Collins. No, they haven't met our asking price. And then they wound up taking way less than they ever meant to. Um, Murray has four years under contract after this. So they're 
I understand their gamble here, but they won it a lot. I don't know that they're going to get that this summer, especially as other, especially this was the year at the trade deadline when Murray was the guy, right? There wasn't anything else. There was no, I mean, look at all the other moves that got made. What's the biggest name? Gordon Hayward or Bojan Bogdanovic, right? There weren't a lot of needle mover guys out there. Um, so Murray was the guy. So all the focus was there. What's going to happen if more big names hit the market in the summer? That might distract teams too. So, but I wouldn't be surprised if these um, if these rumors come back again this summer. The the Murray uh, talks between the Lakers and the Hawks. Hello World said, "Wow, as if Western Conference Finals Game One wasn't good enough. Um, I got blessed with the same game five more times. Right? That was brutal." Master Lock, Dylan Brooks, Rui, and the officiating. You know, I'll tell you what, guys. The officiating, what drove me crazy was the review system. Because it's like, you, you don't know. Like, the replay can show one thing clearly, and it doesn't seem to matter. You just never know what's going to come back on the reviews. Um, LeBron drives in. Clearly fouled by Aaron Gordon, pushes him in the air with his left arm while LeBron's in the air. Uh, the referee goes and reviews the challenge, and oh no, no foul. I mean, just crazy, crazy stuff that we're seeing on these, and you just never feel good when it goes to a challenge. It's almost like you might as well flip a coin, and you're wondering what's the point of a challenge if you're going to have obvious stuff. And I've seen obvious stuff. That should not have gone the Lakers' way. Go the Lakers' way too. It that challenge thing. It's it's a mess. It's a mess. Uh, New life said no amount of trades will save subpar coaching. Well, that that's fair, right? I and in this game, because he was so low on players, I have a hard time criticizing Darvin for his rotation in this game. He's he, he barely had anybody to pull from, right? Like Max, Max sprains his ankle. You know that he didn't have that many players to choose. But uh, you can see a big difference with what Denver's running compared to what the Lakers run, right? LeBron's thirty-nine, playing forty-plus minutes. Yeah, tonight LeBron wound up playing uh, thirty-five minutes in this one. AD played thirty-eight, and they and there's a game tomorrow night against the Pelicans that you kind of need to win in the in the standings. Uh, Senpai said, sad that 2824 is going to be clouded with depression. Rui's just too inconsistent. Austin Reeves, too. Coach still can't ever call a timeout. Will we ever be healthy? Man, I mean, all that's fair. Rui did not have a good game. He played major minutes in this one, 38 minutes, but one for five shooting, four boards, one block kind of invisible for stretches and when he wasn't invisible he was making some mistakes it's not good this team i mean you can see how badly they're missing jared vanderbilt right now uh reeves was just not good enough in this game and the lakers had moments and they did call a few timeouts that i thought were were on time but had a few other moments where they needed, needed to and that's the other thing too and we talked about this before the trade deadline is there's only so much you can do to fix the roster, but th some changes need to be make me be made at the coaching level too. And I thought Torian, who came off the bench, again looked really comfortable coming off the bench. 
Torian Prince in this game, 13 points, four of six shooting, two of three from deep, played 34 minutes. I think you found something there with Torian off the bench, and that's probably the role he should have been in to begin with. But, man, it was, this was a tough one. Brandon says, Trev, it's a little sus that D'Lo didn't play. He wasn't even on the injury report. Well, okay, do you think D'Lo uh, chickened out against the Nuggets because of the Western Conference Finals? So there's a couple things there. So D'Lo didn't, he, what was it, day yesterday, I guess, Darvin Ham got everybody's attention when he said that D'Angelo Russell had a procedure. And he like tried to make light of that today and made a comment about, you know, oh, I say procedure instead of treatment and everybody loses their minds. And like, oh, why why would everybody freak out because I said the wrong word or whatever? Because you're talking about the most tradable guy, the guy that's in all the trade rumors, having a knee procedure the day before the trade deadline. Would you expect people not to react to that? Oh, everybody loses their minds when I say one little thing. Yeah, of course. Are you kidding? It'd be one thing if you said Skylar Mays stubbed his toe or something like that. But when you say D'Lo had a knee procedure, yes, people are going to react to that. But uh, Darwin clarified today that he did. Uh, he had an injection, a shot in his knee. It was, he said it, the correct term is a treatment, said it was pre-planned. I would imagine the soreness is from that. I don't, I don't want to jump to conclusions and think that D'Angelo Russell was somehow ducking the nuggets or something, but that's, that's what Darvin said. Uh, Mission 86 said, I know we lost, but you know what? Today was for me personally a great day and I can't be mad. We lost to the champs, but Kobe got a statue with more coming. D'Lo's still here. And that was a cool day for me. We'll win tomorrow. I sure hope so. They definitely need a win tomorrow. Hopefully D'Lo can play because they definitely need him. Especially, man, Max, he turned his ankle bad. That was a gross one. I was surprised he was still shooting free throws. Um, and then he was out for the game. I'm not counting on him being able to go tomorrow. He may be out for a little bit. They need Cam Reddish back. In fact, Cam Reddish was supposed to get reevaluated tonight. As I recall, Darvin said. Um, but... So far, no word on him, unless I, I it's possible I've missed something um, in the reporting since uh, since the show started. But uh, Cam Reddish needs to get reevaluated. He needs to get back. We'll see. We'll see. But D'Angelo Russell does survive the trade deadline. He's been playing great. Now, hopefully, he keeps that up for the remainder of the season. Ree said, timely shots can't make the Lakers, uh, uh, can't make a team like Denver. Braun's body language is off. He looked upset about the deadline. He should be at 39. Look, I won't come in. I, again, I don't think there was a move for the Lakers to make, but I'm not going to come in here and say you shouldn't be upset about the trade deadline or LeBron shouldn't be upset about the trade deadline. Absolutely should. It's frustrating when you see other teams making moves and the Lakers don't. And I think there's reason for it. And I think the moves that were out there weren't moves that were, were would have been good moves. I think they're moves that they would have been pretty heavily criticized for. Their moves a lot of you probably would have not have been happy with. But all that being said, it's still frustrating when this team needed to make a move. I mean, you see the team, they needed to make a move and it didn't materialize. It's still okay to be frustrated with that situation. And LeBron can be frustrated too. LeBron can be frustrated too. And he should be. Again, he's 39. How many more opportunities does he have? It's not ideal. 
Uh, Jay Delgado, same thing as in the playoffs. Jokic does his thing, but Murray is the one making timely shots, and the team still doesn't have a point of attack defender. Yeah, I mean, they don't. They're all, they're all hurt, right? And, and look, I think they needed to add more point of attack defenders at the trade deadline, but they're all hurt. They're all hurt right now. What can you do? Uh, I got roasted on X for saying take out Austin Reeves, play Skyler, and AG fouled Braun one hand on his hip. That ain't straight up. That would have been up to next play. Yeah. Um, that again, that review was frustrating. I don't think that's ultimately why they lost. Denver went on a big run and everything, but still, yeah. Um, Skyler Mays, if Delo's out again, he's gonna get minutes. I mean, that that's that's how thin the Lakers rotation was, right? That Jackson Ace, who again, give him credit, Jackson Ace was great, he was all over the place doing everything he could. Um, but the Jackson Hayes got major minutes, was getting leaned upon in the fourth quarter. That Skyler is is out there playing. And that shows you how many people were were hurt for the Lakers and out. Sent by oh, thank you, man. Said get some rest, Trevor. Been a long day. It really has, man. I, I again, I'm exhausted. I'm cranky about all this kind of stuff. I'll admit, I'm not in a great mood after everything that we saw today. And that's after you know the Kobe thing. I was I was you know uplifted by that, seeing Phil talk and and Kareem and all these guys. That was great. I'm still just, it was a long day. There's a lot that happened today and a lot of it was not good uh, for the Lakers. So I get it. People are, are, are frustrated and uh, I am too. I am too, folks. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm frustrated. You know what? I, I will say this. A lot of people accuse the Lakers of being uh, cheap and things like that, but they didn't, I thought going in that, okay, they're close enough to that luxury tax that at the very least, they're going to try and do a salary dump move to drop below the tax, reset the repeater, and they'll save themselves a bunch of money. And the Lakers didn't do that because they see so much value in their second round picks. And that tells you something because they probably have to give up second rounders in order to, to dump some salary in a trade. So I thought that was at least a little bit encouraging that that, hey, they're not that worried about the money. That Because certainly there were teams that would have taken second-round pick or something and, and taken on a player. And the Lakers said, no, we're not going to shed a salary and, and give up a pick just to save us what would have been you know, million, $10 million, something like that. Could have been saved. And they said, no, we're not going to give up a pick. Just to, We're going to hang on to that. So there's maybe a little bit of a silver lining, but yikes. Overall, tough day. Tough day. All right, guys. I do need to give, give a shout-out to uh, our sponsor, and that is Sleeper. We'll do some very quick picks here, and then I'm going to get back into your, your chat questions. So stick with me for just a moment here. Um, again, Sleeper, you can download the app, play along with me. Use that code LakersNation, get a $500 deposit match. Let's make some real quick picks. Trey Young, a guy who may wind up on the trade market, this summer, potentially, maybe a guy the Lakers go after. Again, I have a hard time believing other teams won't outbid the Lakers for these guys. But Trey Young, uh, Atlanta playing Philly, 2.5 threes made total. What do we think, chat? Does he hit more or less than two and a half threes? Trey Young. 
I'm kind of thinking, I'm going to say he gets going. I'm going to say he hits more. I'm going to say he hits more. By the way, sleepers at a lot of states, including California. And let's go. Oh, let's go DeJounte Murray. Might as well. Might as well. We'll go DeJounte Murray. Nine and a half rebounds and assists. I think he I think he can get that. I'm going to go more there. Rebounds and assists combined. DeJounte Murray, nine and a half. I think he does that. And then let's go with our favorite former Laker. One of them anyway. Kyle Kuzma. Uh, 21 and a half points. Ooh, against Boston is tough. I'm going to be optimistic about our guy. Kyle Kuzma say he gets it. Uh, $20 entry. That would be a 4.5 uh, multiplier. That would be a $90 payout if those hit again we got trey young Dejounte murray kyle kuzma uh on the over there they're hitting more again download that sleeper app use our code lakers nation you can find the link in the description below all right let's get back to your questions and comments here see what you guys have to say and here we go uh campbell Said it's been rough for Lakers fans, disappointed at the trade deadline, losing on Kobe Knight and all these injuries. But hey, at least they won the in-season tournament. They do have that. They do have that. But it, it certainly was a rough day. Again, and a long day. I, I saw somebody that made a comment earlier, and it, it kind of flew past me here. It said something about they weren't in on Royce O'Neal. They could have got Royce O'Neal. Uh, they were, from what I've heard, they were in on those discussions. But obviously, then it took three second rounders to get him. So that's the question. Was that have been worth it? Three seconds. If you would also have to sacrifice, it wouldn't have been, by the way, I don't think it would have been Gabe Vincent. Lakers tried with Gabe Vincent and, and couldn't find any takers. It would have been like Torian plus one of the minimum guys or something like that to get that done. So you lose Torian who has a role plus multiple second round picks that that's what i'm talking about guys when we say when i tell you like the stuff they had out there was not not great right the suns wound up saying yes we'll give you the three second rounders and they and they got a deal done uh for royce uh crunches said lebron sold i don't know about that i thought lebron was just fine in this one play skylar mays more love the energy from hayes yeah i mean again Jackson Hayes was a bright spot in this one. Jackson Hayes, four for six, six boards, two blocks, nine points. He was flying all over the place, making hustle plays. It was great. New life. Rui's been horrible with his minutes. Yeah, he has. It's been a rough, it's been a rough season for Rui. He's been in and out with injuries. And when he's played, he's not played great. I really hoped he would step up into this starting role and it just hasn't happened here. Um, it's frustrating. Frustrating for Rui, for sure. Seems to be the word word of the day. It's frustration. Um, by the way. Okay, like this. All right. It's like here, Troy says, oh, Trevor won't talk on LeBron. Wow, what a shocker. What, what is it you want me to say? It's not that I won't talk on LeBron. You want my opinion? I thought LeBron was fine in this game. I didn't. People say, oh, he was lazy or, or whatever. He's 39. And maybe I can empathize a little bit more because I'm old. But he's 39. You're not going to have all this energy every single game. 
If you want to read into his body language and stuff like that, sure. But you want my opinion? My opinion is LeBron was just fine in this game. Was it a great game from him? Was it this transcendent game? No. But did I think that he went out there and dropped uh, 25, 9, and 7 on 9 of 20 shooting because he was sulking? No. No. I don't buy that. Uh, John said, we're simply not tough enough. Not enough scoring or shooting. Rui and Wood, we can't trust. Give me Morris, Evan Fournier, Robin Lopez, Joe Harris. Okay, so let's talk about that. The buyout market. So the Lakers are after Spencer Dinwiddie. We know that. I know the Lakers feel like they've got a good shot at getting Spencer Dinwiddie. I've been told that. They feel like they've got a good shot at getting him. Now, from my understanding, it's the Lakers or the Mavs for Spencer Dinwiddie. That's what it's coming down to. It's the Lakers or the Mavs for Spencer Dinwiddie. Obviously, he went to the Knicks versus Mavs game. People saw that. That certainly matters. Um, Dinwiddie's an L.A. guy. The Lakers are looking for another ball handler. Maybe that tells you something about how confident the Lakers are in Gabe Vincent if the Lakers are looking for another ball handler when Gabe Vincent is supposed to be back at the beginning of March. I don't know for sure that he's going to be back. Okay? I've now had multiple people tell me over the last month, uh, maybe month and a half, that, in fact, before Gabe Vincent even had surgery, that if when he came back, if he didn't come back, or if he didn't stay back when he came back initially, and when he came back for a game and then he went back out again, before he even went back out again, I was hearing that if this doesn't work, his season's probably over, right? So I don't know that there's... Actually, I know there's not 100% confidence that Gabe Vincent is going to be back back in March. I hope he is. I hope he is. But the Lakers can't be 100% confident in that. So that's a big part of why they're looking for Spencer Dinwiddie and they'd like to bring him in. Um, it's Lakers versus Mavs for him. And we'll see what happens. We'll see who he, who he winds up going to. Obviously, you'd like to get him. If you're the Lakers, you'd like to have another ball handle that you can put in there. He's got experience playing with D'Angelo Russell, but he also has experience with Jason Kidd, and there's that. And he's played for the Mavs before, and the Mavs made some big moves today. They got Daniel Gafford, who's now maybe the best backup center in the NBA. Derek Lively and Daniel Gafford's a nice combo. They got P.J. Washington. So we'll see what Dinwiddie ultimately decides to do. But it does sound like it's Lakers versus Mavs for Dinwiddie at this moment. And we'll see what happens. Lakers have an extra spot. They can pay a little bit more money than most teams can because they save some of that mid-level exception. But um, the Lakers are right in there. Now, the other guys, Robin Lopez, Joe Harris, all that kind of stuff, Maybe, maybe they can get in on them. But again, the Lakers have one open roster spot right now. Now, if they wanted to, I guess they could waive somebody and pick up another player off the buyout market if they wanted to. But they would also have to keep an eye on getting closer to that first tier apron because they can't exceed that. They do have some room there, though. So that, I guess, could happen if they believe somebody on the buyout market is better than somebody else they've got on the roster. They could waive somebody and, and do that. But at the very least, I would expect the Lakers to use their 15th roster spot. Now, keep in mind that the teams who went way over the tax 
they can't get, they are prohibited by new league rules from getting any of the players or any of the, any of the guys who have a salary that get bought out of more than the mid-level exception. So that would include Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, that also includes Kyle Lowry. These seven teams are not in the mix for any buyout player who had a salary of more than the mid-level exception. The Warriors, the Clippers, the Celtics, the Suns, the Bucks, the Nuggets, the Heat. So those teams are not competing with the Lakers for players like Dinwiddie, potentially Lowry, anybody else that's over a mid-level exception number, uh, Joe Harris, uh, they get bought out. He said, think Harris is over. So that does give the Lakers a little bit of a, of a leg up there. We'll see. We'll see how it all pans out with that. But that's that's where we're at right now. Uh, Asa Hart said, I honestly don't care that Torian Prince played well. His screen navigation is garbage, and he kept going under screens on Murray as a gamble and got burnt in the final minutes of the game. Uh, yeah, again, I mean, look, using Torian Prince as a primary defender on Jamal Murray is not ideal. Not ideal. And the Lakers didn't really have an option, did they? They kind of had, because you turn to the bench and everybody else is hurt. So in this case, I can give Darvin him a pass because he, who else was he going to put on him? He really didn't have any other options. Uh, Derek Rogers says, Austin Reeves has to play like a guy we didn't want to trade. He didn't play good enough for what's expected of him. Austin Reeves had to match Michael Porter Jr. and didn't. That's a good point. You know, that's that's an interesting way of looking at it that, that I hadn't hadn't really thought of. You kind of you needed Austin to even out or equal out the third best nugget player, right? That's what you needed. Um, just like LeBron and AD need to balance out Jokic and Murray, right? That's that's what you need to happen. And then you need Austin to balance out with Porter Jr. And, and he d- didn't do that in this one. Not a bad way to look at it. Uh, Ven said, my main issue is playing against Denver is they have size. Um, they don't have height when switching, especially against Jokic and, and Porter Jr. Yeah. You know, and again, a lot of that is, a lot of that is just who was available. But yeah, you need size uh, against Denver. Extremely disappointing effort down the stretch and D'Lo better be out tomorrow. Also missing Kobe Day because a knee soreness is wild. I mean, I hope, my hope is that Delo's resting this game so he can play second night of a back-to-back. Because, boy, do they need him. They need him out there. They really do. They really do. Um, somebody said, yeah, you, I missed your super chat. I don't get them all necessarily in order. And the ones that I miss, I'll, I'll put on to a show tomorrow. I mean, I'll have to do a bonus show tomorrow because they play real quick back-to-back. Um, so I'll have to do something there. But... Uh, how soon can they sign Spencer? So it takes a couple of days to clear waivers. I believe it would be Saturday or Sunday that they'd be able to sign, depending on when exactly they actually waived him. That would determine when they could sign him. But I, I would be surprised, honestly, if we didn't know already like where he was going once he clears waivers, because nobody's going to pick him up. Nobody's got the cap space to pick him up. If they if a team were to pick him up off waivers, they would assume his 
contract, current contract, which is like over 20 million. Okay, Asa Hearts said, I feel like D'Lo ducked Denver. Everyone was rooting for this dude during his streak. Didn't trade him today, and he's supposed to get a revenge on uh, Denver, and it resulted in an injury. F D'Lo. I mean, it, at least Darvin said, you know, he had a treatment or procedure or whatever yesterday, or day, he had it two days ago. So we know it's not like, some mystery injury that just appeared out of the blue as soon as Denver came up on the on the schedule. Like they were talking about this yesterday, this being a thing. So I don't know. I I hope that the fact that the opponent was Denver had nothing to do with it. I would be surprised if it did. Uh, I'll say that. Uh, Hart said Lakers need a shot creator. No one puts pressure on opposing teams' defenses when it counts. Yeah, and that's part of why you need Delo out there. Derek said, no trade needed. Our guys we paid need to step up. Yeah, they do. The, the guys the Lakers paid this last summer have largely either have disappointed due to either injury or poor play or a combination of both, right? Who the guys, who they play, who they pay? Well, D'Lo has gotten onto a heater, so you give him that. He did have a slump, but Austin hasn't been quite as good as we would hope. Rui has not been great this season. You paid him. Vanderbilt has been hurt most of the season, right? He came back, was never really back, finally got back to being himself, and we saw that for like five games, then got hurt. Now he's out again. I don't know if he's going to make it back or not. He'll get reevaluated in like four weeks, and hopefully we get good news there. Gabe Vincent's the other guy you paid. He basically hasn't been available all season. So all the guys that you spent money on, I mean, between, what is that? Rui, Austin, D'Lo, I mean, just Austin and D'Lo is like 30 million right there. Plus Rui, that's 45 million. Jared Vanderbilt, he's still on his prior contract, but you gave him 11 million. So, and then you've got Gabe Vincent at 10 and a half. So we're talking about like 60 million in salaries for this season, even more for next season. When you look at that, that have all underperformed due to some combination of injuries or just not playing as well as you would hope, right? That's that's difficult. That's certainly part of when we talk about, you know, Darwin has these these problems and the rotation's been bad and all that. Yes, all of that gets wrapped in, but also they've had the guys that they paid have all to some to for varying reasons not quite lived up to expectations and to varying degrees not lived up to expectations. When we want to look at what's gone on with the Lakers this season, yes, the coaching is is absolutely a big part of it. And I've talked a lot about that and how rough that's been, and that is still true. It's also what happened with the the players that they kept over the summer. Just have not lived up to expectations. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Let's do one more here. Toss. Oh, I guess we need to do the master lock as well. We do need to get into that. 
said, I've never seen a franchise uh, that plays their fans like the Lakers do. They constantly leak trade rumors to, uh, to make their fans think they're active, but they don't have any intent to make a move. Um, I, I can tell you, from what I know, the Lakers were active. Now, active might mean making a trade to you, but in terms of active, were they making calls? Were they checking around the league? Yeah, from everything I heard, they, they definitely were. They just didn't feel like the right deal was there. All right, it's been a frustrating day. It's been a long day. Let's let's vent a little bit. Master lock of the night. The master lock of the night. Oh, welcome in, new channel member. Welcome in, say like Caner. Master lock of the night. What do you guys want to put in the master lock tonight? What are you master locking from this game or from this day? Really? Master Lock Gary Vita's retirement. Yep, there it is. Master Lock Dylan Brooks. Got to do it. It's a must. Master Lock Rob. Master Lock Dylan Brooks. Plop coming in here. Making sure we Master Lock Dylan Brooks. Master Lock Rob Palenka. Oh, Tina says Master Lock Rui. He did have a tough one. Some people say Master Lock LeBron. Master Lock Trevor's lack of sleep. Oh, Master Lock the season. Screen move there right as I was going to hit that one. Master Lock my lack of sleep. Uh, yes, and I am going to try to Master Lock that tonight. I'm telling you, you guys, I've been doing the Dear Darwin series each day. Uh, whenever they have a game, I didn't do one today because the trade deadline was so busy. I don't know if I'm going to do one tomorrow. I might just sleep. I don't know. I'm exhausted. Master Lock the Nuggets successful challenge. That was awful. So awful. And if it wasn't for this entire day being such a frustrating day, that probably would be my pick. Um, for my official Master Lock of the night, I'm going to Master Lock the trade deadline. In general, the trade deadline. I mean, not only was in a trade deadline that was a dud for the Lakers where they did nothing. But I also, also know it was a trade deadline where no real big names moved. Like teams made moves of consequence with some important role players, but it certainly wasn't the exciting, like, whoa, this team got that guy type of trade deadline. So I'm going to go with the trade deadline gets master locked for me. I don't think it was a boring deadline. It was boring if you were just looking for a Lakers trade. There was a lot that happened, but there weren't those like big, like did the outcome of the NBA finals change today? I don't necessarily think so. So I'm going to master lock the trade deadline. All right, folks. I'm going to do one more. And then I'm going to try to get some much-needed sleep, and Sean Davis will get started on the post-post-game show. Um, Derek said, I'm encouraged. Okay, let's end with some positivity. LeBron and AD outplayed Jokic and Murray. We just need guys like Reeves, Rui, and D'Lo to step up uh, to do what they got paid. If they do, look out west. I sure hope you're right. I sure hope you're right, Derek. I love the optimism. Hopefully you're right, and the Lakers can indeed get something going once they can get some of these guys to step up. 
All right, everybody. I'm beat. Been a long day. Appreciate all of you for joining me here. Uh, thank you, guys. Make sure that you do subscribe to the channel. If you're not a channel subscriber already, turn on those notifications. Got another game tomorrow. Lakers-Pelicans. Let's get the win in that one. Till next time, everybody. See ya. And stay safe.